Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome. In this podcast, Amtrak is leaving hundreds of workers behind at the station. We will talk about those furloughs. We will revisit self-driving cars and got a spare couple of million lying around? You may want to buy a carnival cruise ship. I'm Rod Morrison. I'm Nancy Shack. And we are Accidental Passengers. Absence action from Congress October 1st will mark the beginning of severe workforce and service reductions nationwide. Autonomous vehicles are changing so rapidly. The technology is changing every year, if not faster. At the beginning of the month, Amtrak announced that close to 2,000 workers will be furloughed. Most of the cuts will be on board personnel, that includes engineers, and 100 managerial positions will be gone. The lion's share of furloughs will be in Los Angeles, Chicago, and Seattle. According to Amtrak CEO Bill Flynn, who is testifying before the House Committee on Transportation and Infrastructure, it was a very hard decision to make, and he made it personal. It's tough to furlough anyone. It's tough to lay anyone off. I come from a a railroad family myself. Father was furloughed. He was a locomotive engineer on the New Haven Railroad. and, And I don't remember all the details, but I remember the anxiety our family felt. Um, when that happened. And as a little six or seven, I don't remember a lot, but I do remember that Mm -hmm. period of time. And so it was a very difficult decision personally. As personal as he may feel about it, past actions do not reveal any feelings at all. According to the Transport Workers Union, at the beginning of the pandemic, employees were told that the rail company could not find any personal protection equipment. It was the union who found plenty of PPE and distributed it to their membership. Amy Griffin, onboard worker and president of TWU Local 1460, really makes it personal at the same hearing as Flynn. This past July, while working my regular position as lead service attendant on the D.C. to Boston Amtrak Acela route, I was notified by my supervisor that have been contacted and exposed to an employee who tested positive for COVID-19. Despite the significantly increased chance of spreading the virus, the railroad still expected me to work the rest of my scheduled days without seeking testing. It should be noted that eventually Griffin was asked to quarantine herself for 14 days, but was told to go back to work after 10. According to the Congressional Committee, Amtrak had money to keep employees, and they want to know where it all went. Committee member Democratic Representative from Illinois Dan Lipinski remarked if Amtrak needed more money, they should have asked for it. Well, apparently they do need it, 
And this plea at that hearing came from TWU President Artie Matea. Absence action from Congress October 1st will mark the beginning of severe workforce and service reductions nationwide. This House of Representatives passed their FY21 T-HUD bill, which included $10 billion in operating capital and emergency response grants for Amtrak, and a requirement to maintain the workforce and route frequencies. On behalf of Amtrak workers, I call on the Senate to pass the House bill and for President Trump to sign it today. Starting October 1st, long-distance trains that ran daily will be cut back to two or three days a week. That doesn't include the auto train. Not only does all of this affect the workers, but blacks in southern states as well. There are several trains that run through cities with a very high African-American population. And according to market surveys, about 20% of Amtrak riders are black. So reducing service affects a grand majority of the population in that area. The rail company says it does need about $5 billion more to make this all go away. I hope they get it, and I hope it does. The driverless car race is on. This is Nancy Shack. Autonomous vehicle technology is no longer a vision only seen in science fiction movies. Hello, I'm Johnny Cat. Where can I take you tonight? Hope you enjoyed the ride. It's here and around the globe, getting ready to burst into everyday life. The leading innovator is Waymo, launched in 2009 by Google. It used a modified Toyota Prius with its driverless technology and got a license to turn it on Nevada State's streets. In 2015, they achieved the world's first fully self-driving car trip on public roads in a car without a steering wheel, gas, or brake pedal. Google renamed it Waymo in December 2016. They've now aligned with Jaguar to create the world's first finest electric self-driving vehicle, the Jaguar I-PACE. Argo Al is an independent company that started in 2017 with a $1 billion investment from Ford Motor Company. Ford didn't foresee Argo Al producing its own vehicles. Instead, they want Argo to manufacture self-driving technology for other companies, initially for fleet-based services such as robo-taxis and delivery firms. There are currently three states in the union which have working driverless cabs, California, Arizona, and Nevada. But these vehicles are also equipped with backup human drivers who may never have to touch the wheel or brake, but are there just in case. Easy Mile is one of several startups offering autonomous vehicle shuttles to cities and transit agencies. They found a receptive audience among local officials who were caught off guard a decade ago when another mobility innovation, Ride Hail, exploded onto the scene and siphoned off transit customers. Given enough time to develop the technologies, these cities believe AVs could attract new riders to transit and reduce costs, positioning agencies for long-term success. 
pilot projects have been launched in cities like Houston, Jacksonville, Las Vegas, Providence, and Frisco, Texas. Even in the midst of the pandemic, local leaders continue to announce new deployments of autonomous shuttles. But the benefits of driverless transit remains unproven, and the idea faces skepticism from riders and hostility from unions. Organized labor representing transit workers show little interest in supporting AVs. They find it a terrible idea for transit. Little wonder, as they are faced with the loss of thousands of jobs. AV backers say driverless transit vehicles will still need workers to collect fares, answer questions, and address safety issues such as passenger harassment. But the union says that kind of misses the point. Even if bus operator jobs were replaced with attendance, they would never earn an equal wage. They say AV Transit Tech will be taking wealth right out of the working neighborhoods of America and delivering it to Wall Street and Silicon Valley. As to American drivers themselves, there is still a great deal of hesitation in regard to AVs. That shouldn't come as a shock to anybody considering autonomous vehicles remain theoretical and elusive for most people. The limited number of self-driving cars on the road today are mostly test vehicles that aren't available to the riding public. Combine that with Americans' very complicated feelings toward freedom and control, and you can see what the problems might be. According to a poll from Partners for Automated Vehicle Education, PAVE, nearly three in four Americans say autonomous vehicle technology is not ready for prime time. 48% say they would never get in a taxi or ride-sharing vehicle that was self-driving. Another 20% think AVs will never be safe. Only 34% think the advantages of AVs outweigh the disadvantages, and only 18% are eager to get on a wait list for the first driverless cars. Interestingly enough, half of the people polled by PAVE and SurveyUSA say they own vehicles with advanced driver assistance systems, features like automatic emergency braking, lane keep assist, and blind spot detection. AV supporters hope that familiarity and approval of those features can lead to a more positive attitude about self-driving cars. Most people are responding favorably to a vehicle that supports the task of driving, but with a driver always in full control. That feeling is actually antithetical to every company that claims to be pursuing fully driverless cars. They argue that most vehicle crashes are the result of human error, and that in order to improve road safety, humans need to be removed from the equation. That's why companies like Cruise have introduced vehicles without traditional controls like steering wheels and pedals. And companies like Neuro are lobbying the government for exemptions from federal regulations requiring certain features like rearview mirrors and backup cameras still be included. The regulations for the new technology are a big project for the U.S. Secretary of Transportation, Elaine Chao, who says this has her top priority. Autonomous vehicles are changing so rapidly. The technology is changing every year, if not faster. So we want to make sure that the federal government, which is going to be a major uh, regulator of this new technology, would at least have some harmonized guidelines as to how to approach this new technology. Despite the slow growth of the new regulations, car magnets like Elon Musk remain very optimistic as to the future of the driverless car. I think at Tesla, we, we, I feel like we're very close to level five autonomy. Um, you know, I think, I, I, I remain confident that 
uh, we will have the, the functionality for the basic functionality for level five autonomy uh, complete this year. That's even after three crashes involving Teslas killed three people and have increased scrutiny of the company's autopilot driving system. Tesla has said repeatedly that its system is designed only to assist drivers who must still pay attention and be ready to intervene at all times. The company contends that Teslas with autopilot are safer than vehicles without it, but caution that the system does not prevent all crashes. Even so, experts and safety advocates say the string of Tesla crashes raises serious questions about whether drivers have become too reliant on Tesla's technology and whether the company does enough to ensure that drivers keep paying attention. Some critics say it's past time for National Highway Transportation and Safety to stop investigating and to take action, such as forcing Tesla to make sure drivers pay attention when the system is being used. But we are moving forward. Michigan just became the first U.S. state to dedicate highway lanes to automated vehicles. What do you think? Would you trust a driverless cab, get in a driverless bus, or splurge on a completely automated home vehicle? It's a decision you may have to make. The machine of a dream. Such a clean machine. With the pistons are popping. And the hubcaps all green. Last week, it was a lighthouse up for grabs. This week, a carnival cruise ship is on the block. Remember those ads from the 80s? If they could see you now, out on a fun ship cruise. You know, last year, nearly half a million people took vacations on carnival. So on your next vacation, take a three, four, seven-day cruise on carnival, the most popular cruise line in the world. Can't guarantee that Kathy Lee Gifford was on this one, but if you were, then you know what the experience was like. This particular liner is really a formal. This particular liner is really a former carnival ship sold to British Line Cruises and Voyages in 2015. That company sunk under the weight of the coronavirus, so now the former carnival cruiser, once known as Holiday, now Magellan, has a for sale sign on it. This particular liner was unveiled in 1985 and holds 1,452 passengers. Or if you buy it, your family and friends. You can even bring the dog or cat. Now, mind you, this vessel is smaller than the ones Carnival has today, only a little over 46,000 tons. Still, I don't think you can tow it with your car to the water now. Nah. The Holiday, or Magellan, if you will, is the second oldest former Carnival cruise ship in existence. Its sibling, the Tropical, now sails as the Peace Boat. Three other older Carnival ships sailed to the scrapyard. 
But if you're not interested in the Magellan, there are other ships up for auction. The Vasco da Gama, formerly Holland America's statesman, and the Columbus once sailed as the Star Princess for Princess Cruises. But if you have your sights set on the Magellan, it's docked at the port of Tilbury near London and can be inspected through the company handling the auction. K.W. Kellogg, that's Kellogg, not Kellogg, and company. Bids are due by October 19th in a sealed envelope with the current ship name Magellan. You can bid by email as well to kellock at edgarforrester.com. There is no starting bid yet, but the final price could be in the millions. One vessel sold at auction for 600000 but that was much smaller. Of course. And if I had a boat, I'd go out on the ocean. And if I had a pony, I'd ride him on my boat. We could all together go out on the ocean Set me up on my pony on my boat Now if I were Rod Rogers I'd show me Thanks for listening. You can check out our Accidental Passengers Facebook page. There you will get transit stories not covered on the podcast. And you can even leave a comment and tell us how we are doing or give us a story idea. We upload every Monday. I'm Rob Morrison. I'm Nancy Shack. And we all are Accidental Passengers. Then, Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.